Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Ireland has one of the highest rates of loneliness in Europe. Like 20% of Irish people feel lonely either most or all of the time. This is according to a report that was carried out in June of this year and the Loneliness Task Force um, is now criticising the government for not living up to their commitment to tackle loneliness. I mean, like 20% of Irish people feel, feel lonely most or all of the time. The European average is about 13%. So that's why we're so high up uh, in the in the rankings. And I want to chat to people today about whether we're doing enough to tackle loneliness or how do you tackle it? You know, is there a tangible way? Is is there actually something that the government can do? Denise is with us on the line. Denise, you chat to people every day as part of uh, Good Morning Kildare. It's a phone service. Do you think enough has been done to tackle loneliness? Well, I think we're doing as much as we can do and I'm sure more can be done by the government um, Good Morning Kildare opened its doors in 2013 by Minister for Social Protection at the time, John Burton. And it was the brainchild of uh, a retired supervisor, Deirdre Moran, at the time. Um, it's run by Allen Area Community Employment Project. And that community employment is the backbone to communities all throughout Ireland because it's involved in day centres, GAA clubs, athletic clubs, you know, tidy towns and a lot more. The premise behind uh, Good Morning Kildare was to be a friendly phone call service to the people in Kildare who were lonely and isolated or who just wanted to chat with someone outside their own family circle and friends. So how does it work, Denise? I mean, it's it's literally a daily phone call to people. Do you sign up to be part of this or how does it operate? Yeah, you do. There, There is a number you can ring into and there is a form that you can fill out or you can get in touch with your social worker and they can put you in contact with us. Um, we kind of make about 250 calls a week okay. and some of those calls would be made to the same person maybe three times a week or twice a week, depending on what they want. Do you know, um, I would say to you, the service was a lifetime for service users, especially during COVID, you know, um, and during the time we talk to them and the, the year goes on, we send out Christmas cards to them, we send out birthday cards to them. They're always there, they're always remembered. Um, and Good Morning Kildare grew throughout Ireland over the years and we make phone calls to Kildare but we also make them throughout Ireland you know So it's not just yeah with it, with it, within the county It's yeah. no it's not throughout Ireland It's an interesting one I, I was listening to some of the um, you know the conversation about this as well a, a little earlier today like there's the difference you know in, in, in being lonely and then being alone. So I presume when you're chatting to people, Denise, each day as part of the group, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're people who are living alone. An awful lot of them do live alone, um, but some of them, luckily enough, have their family and they come down and they have their kids and their grandkids and friends. Um, But, you know, you can be in a crowd and be alone as well. So, you know, being alone means both. You can be very alone in your home and then being alone, you can be very alone being with your family. Yeah. You know, it depends what you're going through at the time, do you know? And just having someone outside of that circle to talk to can be very helpful. You uh, know? M- Mark is with us as well, Denise. Mark is joining us too, because you set up the, the dudes and dogs, Mark, to try and, you know, deal with loneliness and combat loneliness as well. Um, what sort of reaction have you got to that? 
Um, we had a good reaction at start, Andrea. Um, very, very good reaction during during lockdown. Um, unfortunately, it's it's tapered off a little bit, and that's um, in a large part down to the nature of the group we're trying to go after. Um, men in general um, are traditionally difficult to target um, any type of social act. If it's generally speaking, if it's outside of sports or the pub. It can be a very difficult um, catch uh, catchment group, and there's those the men that do come to the group and the men that do come regularly. They they love it because it's a chance to connect with people and it's a chance to just you know shoot the breeze. Mm. There's no no. Pressure. Will you there's specifically nothing. target um, men? It's a it's it, it isn't it? It's a commu- you know an initiative that's. Yeah targets men specifically and it involves literally going for a walk with a dog. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. And the thing is you don't even need to have a dog. The the whole idea is that you just have to want to connect with people. Yeah. And if you want if you want to do that then we're more than happy to have people along. How do we actually target loneliness or combat it, Mark, in your view? Uh, well, I think at, at a at a policy level it's Ireland's great in the sense that we do have a men's health policy and it's good because I think it's important to understand that issues like this do a gendered approach is um is a good is a good way to start it because generally speaking loneliness amongst men is is an issue especially around middle age and by by having that approach that at least addresses the fact that there is a problem with within men as a as a group. Not not a problem, but men have trouble reaching out. And I think if you're tailoring uh, programs in a way that will encourage men to to come into the fold, and the main way you do that is you listen to them and you, you hear them and you and you try and find out what's what their main interests are. Mm. Now, something like a dog is great because it's a casual. But then when you go into highly specialised um, areas, it can be more and more difficult because, again, if, if you're falling out of the field, if you're not involved in GAA, if you're not involved in schools, if you don't have kids and you're a man in your mid to late 30s or your early 40s, um, life in Ireland can be a very lonely place. Is it is it difficult... Denise, to, you know, we see loneliness and it doesn't get the same attention, you know, as, as other as other health issues. Should it? I think it should. Yes, I do. I think people can be very lonely and it's, it's very hard on them when they are alone and their mental health does suffer from that. So, yeah, I, I think it needs as much commitment as any other thing in this country. And especially for the client age that, like, we listen to people from 30 to 90 years of age. Yeah. You know, um, and we're very lucky to be supported by Alone and the HSC and the Department of Social Protection, do you know. Um, and I just feel, yeah, a lot more can be done. But from our perspective here on this, in this project, we do as much as we can do. Rose is with us as well, Denise and Mark. Rose is on the line. Um you live alone, Rose. Is, is it something you've experienced? Hello. Hi, yeah. Rose. How are you? Hi, not too bad, thank you. Um, I have to lower the radio because I'm listening to myself as well as you. Um, <laughs> Turn down uh, the radio yeah. in the background, yeah. I think, uh, Andrea, 
alone and all that are very good. But for me, I find you have to connect with people that you have something in common with. You know, you go to alone outings and you come back and you still have to go back to the house on your own. I would recommend or suggest that you, uh, that if there was a line, a phone line, and people gave their number, and they gave the, the numbers, if I explain myself properly, to the people that are alone, or some way of con- contacted them, I don't know whether it's by phone or by email, and then they can get in touch. It's like, and you could find out who's living in your area that would be on your own, okay. you know? You think something uh, like that I might think, work? Oh, yeah. De- I think it would, definitely, yeah. Because, uh, as I say, alone is great, but you're coming back on your own to the house. So if you had a few people you could contact in your area through a phone call that was organized by whoever, I think that would work. And that's what's needed, yeah. Does it come back to the the, the whole conversation, Rose, around, um, you know, being welcoming and and friends and and, and friendship? Is Is it that? Is it just kind of part of life, I suppose, in some ways? Like, how how would well, you describe it? Well, oh, well, in my situation, um, I have no family. Uh, I broke up with somebody a couple of years ago. Um, I, no, you know, I've no fa- Well, I have siblings, but I don't, we don't contact each other. So it can be very, very lonely. And as somebody said, it does affect your mental health. Yeah. So it would be great if, they could get a phone link. Maybe I'm not, you know, I'm just saying the way I, I'm trying to express Yeah, my, no, I know what you mean. A phone link, yeah. a link, a contact, and you give your name and your area, and then they could work it out where you could be contacted, you could contact the people in your area, you know, whether it be north or south. Yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, you have to see if you get on with the people, and I'm sure it, it might work out. You might meet a few friends that have something in common. You know, is that's I suppose like, that's kind of what you're doing, Denise, isn't it? In 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 some respects, exactly in Kildare, yeah. yeah. We have we have seven um, participants who make the phone calls to the clients in the Kildare and wider area, um, and we have names and we have numbers and we contact those those clients. Some every day, some twice a week, some three times a mm. week, depending on what their need is. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it it can though, Rose. Like it, and you know, I, I even see it myself. As you get older, like it, and as you know, everyone's sort of life path takes takes a different turn. It can it can be hard to make friends and make new friends. Yeah, later yeah, in life, it can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to have something in common, Andrea. I'm with a small group now, and I'm only trying to ease my way in. That have something in common, but they're not in my area. But it'd be great. As you get older, in your area, you say, oh, I'll ring, say, Samantha or ring Teresa or whoever mm. in the winter and meet for a coffee or bring them to your house and, you know, keep a link. And that would also help as they get older. They wouldn't feel afraid or so isolated. Kira is with us as well. Kira, have you ever had difficulties in or ever found it hard, you know, to, to make friends and, and new friendships over the years? Um, yeah, certainly. And I, I, I'm not a person that can't make friends. I have lots of friends in my kind of my old life. I call it before I moved back. I'm obviously Irish, but I moved back to Ireland um, a couple of years ago after okay. um, being a long time away. And I find Ireland 
very superficial. Like, it's the only way to describe it. Okay. It's all fake friendships. You know, oh, they call me for a cup of tea, call in, blah, blah, blah. People don't mean it. You know, so I feel sorry for people that are in kind of as, you know, kind of self-aware as me because it's very hard. It's very hard. Ireland is so exclusionary and so fake. But anyway, that's just my opinion. <laughs> it's very sad, though. Kira, isn't it? That like, yeah. you know, and I, I've heard people say this before that have gotten in touch with us in terms of talking about how hard is it to not meet people as in partners, but, yeah. but meet people yeah, yeah. as friends mm. and, and, and to make new friends when you move back or move to a different area or when you get yeah. older. And, and it's not the first time I've heard, you know, people yeah, say yeah. that, that there is a kind of a, is that just... Is it uniquely Irish or is that the case everywhere? I think I think it is. I'm I I'm someone I've like I'm in my mid forties now and I've I you know, I've done the usual like everyone. I've backpacked in Australia, New Zealand, Asia, all of that. No problem making friends. I've been in various work life situations, no problem making friends. Um, you know, I lived in the UK for seventeen years, no problem. Networks of friends. Very and very genuine of when people say you've come to a new area, come, they'll set you up to meet. Like, I don't mean dating. I mean, they'll set you up, you know, when I was a young, a, a new mom, they set you up with friendship groups, you know, they'd introduce you. Ireland is so, it's like people don't want, like they have their little gang from whether it be school or the GAA or, you know, they all went to Australia and then they've all come back or whatever and then they stay back in their communities. A big problem in Ireland is, I suppose, you know, the grandparents, which is great if you have them, are so, so involved in people's lives, you know, in terms of like mm. picking the kids up from school and all of this. People very much retreat at weekends to their families, whereas I suppose in other countries, people don't have that. So they have to make, you know, well, they have to make an effort. I was just going to ask you don't. that. Is that because maybe when you were, and I, I don't even know where you were living, but when you yeah. were abroad, is there, there's that sort of different community, the kind of diaspora community yeah. that, yeah, you know, much. I know people yeah. abroad and they obviously, you know, they make friends with others who are in a similar position to them. They don't have the family, they don't have maybe yeah. grandparents there. So is that why it's different though? I, 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 in my opinion, it is. Now, my situation is a bit more unique in that I'm a single parent and I'm living in, I would say, semi-rural Ireland. Like, I'm, I'm 10 minutes from the city, but it's it's rural day to day, if you know mm. what I mean. But um, I would say, I think, I don't know, I, I just find I, the only word I have to describe it is fake. You know, uh, my daughter has lovely little friends in her school and the parents are, are very superficially nice. But no one actually bothers to follow it up with. They'll say, oh, we must have a coffee, we must have a glass of wine. It never happens, you know, and it never stops. Whereas I always feel we're at the other way around. I would put myself in their position. But because they all have it, as I see it, kind of quite easy. They have their ready-made families. They don't really, they, they just don't look outside of what they have. You know, and yeah. Ireland goes on so much about oh, families and memories and holidays. You know, not everyone has that, you yeah. know, but it's just my it's just my opinion. And as I said, it, it could just be unique to my situation. But when I listen to shows like yourself, I do hear a lot of talk yeah. about, you know, how lonely people are. <laughs> I think it's great that you, you're chatting about it. Are you disappointed, Kira? that... Yeah, this very is, much. Yeah, yeah the welcome. Because, because it is so fake. Like I have lots of cousins in the States, like everyone in Ireland does. And um they talk about the welcomes they get, you know, when they come back on holidays. And it's so true. You know, Irish people roll out the the like, just stay weeks and weekends and everything. But I find it harder coming back as someone was Irish, being away 
than if I was like to land in Timbuktu. I, I feel I'd make friends quicker. And it's not that I can't make friends. I'm, you know, I'm quite a friendly person and I know that I have the ability to make friends. It's just people and it's all so superficial so I just said I feel very sorry I was missing just while I was waiting no it's very hard people it's don't I don't have the tools within yourself to just kind of just try and reconnect with you there, Kira. Just your phone. Just hang on there for a minute. Yeah, it's funny, but I, I do. I see that with friends of mine as well over the years. That particularly if they don't have kids, as you get older, then you, you know you can often kind of fall out of that sort of the the group and the the larger WhatsApp circle if you don't have kids. Because with having kids, sometimes you can you know obviously you get the 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 mums groups and the parents groups and and all that goes with that and activities. So I presume, Kira, you probably have some of that you know when you move back with that yeah that's the problem I've loads of it so I think it's very kind of fake is everyone thinks you're you've got so many friends and everything but I don't it's all to do with my daughter mm. and I always think my gosh when my daughter has gone into her own world of you know when she'll have her own phone and everything and then I won't even have those contacts because I'll have no need to but I'm not even saying it in a sad way I just I really feel it's a huge like it's a huge social issue in Ireland of this, you know, we're, we're spoken about all the time with the land of the thousand welcomes. I can say it as someone who I've, I've travelled extensively and I know what it's like to make friendships, have to integrate yourself, have to try to, you know, put up with the small yeah. talk. I know how to be, you know, how to do it. And it's just impossible in Ireland. It's difficult, I suppose, if you're in your 20s and you're single and you can go to the bars every night and things. But it comes a point in Ireland, it's like as if people just close up shop and they go, right, this is my little gang you know, and this is all I want. And I, it's very much the people that have never been away, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that they don't get, like, it's not the way to operate, you know, and your parents or your, your brother or sister or whatever, anyone in life could drop dead tomorrow morning and you need more than your little nucleus of family. But anyway, that's just my point of view. But yeah. it's just, I do feel very sorry for people, myself included, because I, I, I feel like, I'm a, I'd be a good friend to someone. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, di- I'm really disappointed to hear, you know, yeah. to, to hear it, Kira, in, in chatting to you. But, yeah. and there is something very sad that, as you say, you come back to the Emerald Isle and the 100,000 yeah. welcomes and, and fake friends, basically, you know, like, yeah. and this, and it's, there, there is something kind everyone, of unsettling about it. I tell everyone not to come back now. Everyone. I Kira. Yeah. I tell every friend I have that's away and they're thinking of coming Stay. back. I said, don't do it. I said, don't mind the cost. And everyone goes on about housing and everything. We know about those problems yeah. in Ireland that's a bigger issue but I say don't do it I said unless you're you know really mentally astute and you know have got good kind of you know can keep yourself together, you know don't do it it's just so it's just such an exclusionary if that's even the right word society it's just you know it's so fake and that's that's what I and when my daughter is older I've every intention of going again I'm not staying here in my you know, later years, I don't yeah. want to be in this country, but I want her to be for now because you know, she'll make her friendships and everything. And she's, you know, but I don't want to be. It's I, I'm, you know, and I think of my friends in the UK, and I think of how people genuinely extend a welcome, and I mean it both as the receiver and the giver. When I lived in the UK, it's so genuine, and it's not here. Yeah. It's, it's so it's all groups and oh, come for the coffee mornings and all of this, but no one. And you know the whole carry on of you know how Irish people say, "How are you? Are you fine?" And, and keep walking. Yeah, and then you shock them someday, and you go, you think flip it. You know what I'd say to them? I'm fine. 
but you think, Jesus, they'll think you're a right odd ball then. So you don't. <laughs> and so we all just go on like this in this circle. But anyway, I'm probably keeping your time. No, you're not at all. I'm, I'm really, I'm fascinated, yeah. Kieran, and, and I can tell you you're not alone because the messages now are coming in, like this text here. I completely agree with this woman. I lived in Italy and I lived in Germany and I'm yeah. and moving back to Ireland has made me realise how clannish and how yeah. fake That's Irish people yeah. are. Totally. So there you go. And it's not the Irish people that haven't lived away. And I don't mean going to Australia. I don't consider that living away. That's just taking Ireland to Australia and living there for a year yeah. or two. I mean, the people who genuinely have lived away have to integrate into society, have to learn, you know, mind their P's and Q's and, you know, learn how what's acceptable and that. And then you come and you think, well, this is grand, I'll slot in. And it's like as if you're a foreigner, but you're more than a foreigner. You're a foreigner that's meant to know the rules because you were here before. Uh, you know, but yeah. anyway, it's just, it's mad, it's mad. But listen, I live in the outskirts of Cork City. If there's anyone there that's in the same boat as me, I genuinely means like, you know... I, Wants I to work, go for uh, a coffee yeah, or a... Yeah, and genuinely means it. I, yeah. I, I work, I, I'm, a, I'm a single parent, but, uh, you know, I'll happily fit it into my life tomorrow because there's someone that gets what I'm talking about well, because I genuinely mean it. Ka- Karen <laughs> you know? as well in Ring's End is, in, says the exact same. She says, Kira is so true with her comments that Irish people are cliquish and that those that still live in the same area since childhood still maintain these childhood relationships and don't follow through with the call in for a coffee sometime. I joined many community groups but no friendships ever came from it. So I just do my own thing. Karen in Ring's End. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. 1800 453 106. you were listening to Kira there a few moments ago talking about how hard it can be to make friends. Do you think are we clannish and a little bit fake? It, very much so. And uh, I hate to say that about my own country, but I've come back from London after 35 years and I say to myself, what have you done every day? It's just mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah, I find it extremely hard. I've been here a year. Now, I want to be fair. Um, the thing is, I guess... If people haven't lived outside the country, it's different going on holiday. Then they don't have that flexibility or understanding what it's like to um, live outside the country. Um, and you have to try and integrate in that. And then you come back. I, I It's just they will chat and say, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And then you explain to them, well, I've just come back and I'm finding it a bit difficult. And Or we go walking, but no one say, well, would you like to join us for a walk and see what you think? And really, if I got a cent for every time someone said to me, oh, we must have coffee, I'd be a millionaire. Um, they say, all right. And then I would say yeah. to them, oh, um, well, shall we, are you free next week? Oh, no, I'm busy. But I, I'll give you a call. Well, no, you're not asking for my number. So how are you ever going to, to call me? So it's just, I the, don't know. it's great I, I, intent, I, I, but it just, is it even well, great intent, actually, you might ask, you know? Well, the one thing I would say is, um, yes, uh, one would say that the English were very standoffish, but my goodness, if you make a friend there, they'll always deliver, and I will deliver. The Irish never deliver. It's very you know, disappointing, Maraid, is it? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I'd go back to London in the morning if it was if it was possible. And this is family and friends, but I guess maybe they didn't know me and I don't know them. But they're certainly not open to, um, uh, you know, people coming back. I I feel more of a foreigner than uh, uh, foreigners in this country. 
just people are great for the we'll go for the coffee we'll go for the walk and the phone call just never come. well as you said they don't even ask for the number no they don't so then how are you going to contact me yeah. what, what is it is it a, a shyness or just the feel they have to end the sentence with that I, I yeah. just find it, there's yeah. something oh. there isn't like I would have thought we were a little bit more genuine than that no, they're not. No. And it's all, um, and I've come back and tried to connect with uh, school friends and that. Um, of course, I've expected them to move on and Ireland in ways has moved on. But they're obsessed with their grandchildren and their children. You think, right, well, that's fine. You can fight yeah. in the chat about that. But I don't want the whole conversation to dominate that. And they come out with the phone and the photographs and start to yeah. show you. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, uh, Ireland has a lot to offer, but, you know, when I I love the art galleries and all of that and someone is saying where I live, oh, so there's lovely art galleries. Well, it's a 16 by 12 foot room with pictures on the wall, but that's not an art gallery to me. It's the ambience of the building and everything. But are they to blame or is it just my expectations are far too high and <laughs> I've experienced it and they yeah. haven't. I don't know. I'm really, I'd go back in the morning. On you would. Things are going, yeah, would, you ever, would you ever think, Mairead, of, of going back then? Oh, yeah. You, you yeah. would, yeah. yeah you genuinely to, like you. Oh, genuinely, yeah. would go back in the morning and people say, oh, London is a very lonely place when you get uh, older. Well, I'm more lonely here than I ever was in London, right. I can assure you, yeah. Uh, absolutely. N- Nula's with us as well, Mairead. Nula, you've been listening to Mairead there and, and, and Kira a few moments ago as well. Um, have you experienced this? Are you a bit clickish? Um, well, I'm actually, what am I? I'm 52 now and um, I'm much more kind of connected now than I was in my 20s. I moved to Nina 20 years ago. I think I sent you a researcher. I think it was a couple of years ago. Nina was voted the second most friendliest place in Ireland. I think it was Arthur Ennis. And I absolutely say that that's true. I love living here. Um, like that lady was saying about going walking. There's walking groups here. You can join walking groups. Like we have a great little um, newspaper, the Nina Guardian, that you know like what, what's going on all the time. There's all kinds of like health initiatives as well with uh, Tipperary Sports um, where you can like join things, uh, whether it's a walking group or we're doing swimming lessons or there's just so much going on. Like when I was, came down here first, um, I joined the Nina Players and the Nina Choral Society, which were things that just weren't available to me in Dublin. Like ne- nearly every small town in Ireland has a choral society or something, which okay. is it's a fantastic way to meet people. And we also have, um, like I joined the Mother and Toddlers 20 years ago, and our group has evolved into a coffee group of about 20 women. And it's um, we're from all over. We have a friend from Scotland um, who actually moved out of Tipperary and is still on us because we're, we're good crack. And it, people will put up on free for coffee on Tuesdays, anybody available to meet. Uh, sometimes people will say, I have a friend, is it okay, they're new to the area, can they join it? And, you know, if everybody's okay, we yeah. that's fine. Um, we put up stuff that's coming up, like, you know, there's something coming up, would you want to go to it? Like, we're going to, in November, a lot of us are going to an 80s and 90s disco in Limerick. So, look, I think you have to put yourself out there and, um, you know, you have to say to people, well, here's my number. Like, don't be shy saying, here's my number. 
you know, maybe I think there is an element of, of being Irish that we don't want to impinge on you either. So, you know, it's 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 that kind of um there is a yeah. bit of a reserve there, but you have to put yourself and as my dad always was saying, you can't be bringing your misery out with you either. You know, like out of that group of about 20 women, I've a couple of deep friendships with some of those women and some of them are maybe not as deep, but we go out on en masse and have a bit of crack. So you have to be willing to put yourself out there. But maybe she's in the wrong part of the country as well. You have to look well, at your... Well, it sounds like a great set, you know? set up with what you're describing, Nuala. You want to go open water swimming in the lake with open water, like WhatsApp groups, you know, you just yeah. turn up at some of the spots and somebody allows you. So... I do think that, you know, you have to make an effort. I do think maybe you're in the wrong part of, of the country. You know, if you're going out and you're meeting people and they've got grandkids and you don't have grandkids, you have to, you know, you know, if you're going out and, and people are feeling, well, you don't like what I'm talking about, then you're making that person feel awkward as well. I mean, you have to kind of have a bit of, I don't know, a bit of leave and, and understanding that people are different and, you know, you you might find your interest in a different mm. in different place. Um, so... It's, it's, it's remarkable. Yeah, it's, it's remarkable the amount of messages, though, Nula, coming in from people who agree, you know, very strongly agree with Kira and Mairead and their experience. Like, I totally agree with your last caller. I moved away for years, moved back to my home rural village in Galway five years ago. I was involved in community groups since moving back, but I have zero friends. It's very lonely. People are very clicky and fake. Another texter, 100% my best friends are all from the UK, where I lived for nine years, and California, where I lived for ten. I'm back in Ireland since 1997, and I'm still a blow-in. Irish people are beyond clicky and unwelcoming. If you don't know someone from first class in primary school you're a stranger to them another listener I agree on moving back from overseas I did it three years ago I'm in my 50s single female in Galway people just have their own networks um, another texter again yeah completely agree with that lady Ireland is incredibly clicky I moved back after 15 years in the UK it's impossible to make friends we don't have kids so the mummy brigade aren't interested I've regretted returning here every day yeah, again, moved back from London 10 years ago, moved back to Ireland a couple of years ago with my family and I completely agree with your caller on the clannish nature of the Irish when trying to meet people and make friends. Friendship circles and family are well formed and tight so there's no room for outsiders and newbies. Lots of fake offers to meet for coffee, etc. It doesn't go any deeper though. If you were to follow up with somebody, they'd run a mile. Keep them coming in 087-1400-106. I think it's actually really sad and really... There's something really disappointing that so many people have the same shared experience of nothing but just fake friendship gestures and this kind of clicky, clannish behaviour. I mean, it's really quite childish, but it just it's remarkable the number of people that have found themselves in this position. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.